The Departments of Defense and Homeland Security say they're finding new ways to collaborate on cyber defense. For starters, they've agreed to team up to identify the critical infrastructure DOD depends on the most, even though it doesn't own it or operate it. As Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports, defending those assets would nevertheless become a top priority. The new infrastructure protection approach is just one outgrowth of a joint memorandum of understanding between the Secretary of Homeland Security, Kirsten Nielsen, and the Secretary of Defense, Jim Mattis. It's the latest of several such agreements over the past decade that are specific to cyber cooperation, but officials told a House hearing this week that the latest version amounts to a sea change in the relationship between DOD and DHS. Jeanette Monfred, Homeland Security's Assistant Secretary for Cybersecurity and Communications, says the agreement respects DHS's well-established role in defending U.S based networks while also addressing DOD's concerns about the fact that the networks it depends on are not under its control or authority. We will jointly prioritize a set of high-priority national critical functions and non-DOD-owned mission-critical infrastructure that is most critical to the military's ability to fight and win wars and project power. Based on this prioritization, we will forge a common understanding of strategic cyber threats that can enable private sector network defenders, critical infrastructure owners and operators, and government actors to proactively secure their networks and operations. Our vision is to continue to be the central axle for cybersecurity across the federal government, ensuring both federal and private sector partners have a full and complete understanding of the threats we face and are prepared to defend against them. Meanwhile, the MOU is meant to help DHS better protect all of the networks it's charged with defending, both civilian government and privately owned ones, by tapping into a concept DOD articulated in its latest cyber strategy. The Defend Forward approach, as it's called, aims to use the military's offensive capabilities to stop threats before they have an impact on its own domestic networks. Kenneth Rapuano, the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Homeland Defense and Global Security, says the intelligence and experience DOD gets from those operations can also help inform DHS's efforts to protect critical infrastructure. The 2018 DOD cyber strategy prioritizes the challenge of great power competition and recognizes that the department must adapt a proactive posture to compete with and counter determined and rapidly maturing adversaries. It makes clear that DOD's focus on cyberspace, like in other domains, is to defend forward, that is to prevent or mitigate threats before they reach American soil. This focus complements the DHS cybersecurity strategy's emphasis on domestic preparedness and risk management. Together, the DOD and DHS strategies form a natural, mutually supporting approach to defense in depth. With these new strategies in place, DOD and DHS have worked together to establish a framework to drive domestic preparedness and critical infrastructure protection efforts. Building off of the secretary-level MOU, earlier this week, the two departments signed a second memo setting up a joint steering group that will oversee joint cyber operations and information sharing between DOD and DHS on an ongoing basis. Rapuano says the intent is to make sure the departments are actually making progress in day-to-day operations rather than just superficial agreements to cooperate. And officials say there's already evidence that they are. DOD and DHS are working on several of what they term Pathfinder projects, figuring out how to share resources, expertise, and intelligence. The first major example was in the lead-up to the 2018 midterm elections. Lieutenant General Bradley Schwedo is the chief information officer for the Pentagon's joint staff. Often there's a frustration because we go through exercises to try and figure out some of the details of these relationships. 
these elections gave us a real-world platform where we started working out a lot of these things, and we actually had a meeting yesterday where we sat down, and there isn't always concurrence on a point of view. The good news is we're taking these opportunities in a real-world scenario as opposed to some theoretical uh, war game, and I, I feel we're gaining a lot of uh, ground, and actually there was a discussion about letting our staffs come together and make out the equivalent of a three-ring binder and figure out so we can move very fast with, we think it's scenario B, bang, so we can get them faster in their lane, the support they need, and the uh, mission set associated with it. So once again, we're taking advantage of the opportunity right now. Election security is a DHS mission. It's the newest of the critical infrastructure portions of domestic cyberspace the department is in charge of protecting. Because of that, DOD officials say they only provided help in their defense support to civil authorities role, much as they might do in the case of a wildfire or a hurricane. But Rapuano says DOD delivered a wide variety of help leading up to those midterms, including about a dozen personnel who were detailed to DHS's National Cybersecurity Communications and Integration Center. DOD provided standing approval for DOD personnel to support DHS cyber incident response activities in the event a significant cyber incident impacted elections infrastructure. The National Guard also played an important role in election support. Governors from several states used National Guard personnel in state status to support election cybersecurity in accordance with state law and policy. Beyond elections, DOD is focused on how to improve collaboration with DHS and the critical infrastructure sectors. Through a series of Pathfinder initiatives, we are enabling private sector entities to defend their networks by sharing relevant threat information. In turn, these Pathfinders will enable the Department of Defense to leverage private sector threat information to inform DOD cyberspace operations. And going forward, officials say that type of cooperation aimed at countering nation-state threats to critical infrastructure is going to be more and more vital, considering what intelligence agencies already know about ongoing attempts and some successes on the part of foreign governments to gain access to those systems. In some cases, officials say Russian government actors have managed to penetrate systems in the energy, nuclear, water, aviation, and critical manufacturing sectors, and that it's an ongoing campaign. Again, Lieutenant General Brad Schwedo. What we are seeing is from both Russia and China, they prefer to stay below the, uh, the level of uh, the threshold of armed conflict. And you'll find that um, we're seeing more and more when we see Ukraine and other countries, when you see power and other things start going out. Uh, my concern is sometimes the citizenry is the soft underbelly. And I think that's why this is so important, is we need to ensure that we shore up that. And that is part of the discussion we're having today, as opposed to just throwing up our hands and saying we fight foreign wars. Uh, We're not going to launch in and uh, start taking over things in the United States. We're very cognizant to what DHS uh, has to do. And that's why it's so important to make sure that we get it right when we go through these pathfinders to make sure we get it right that we get them the information and the support they need as it goes forward. But I do believe that it's going to be wide-ranging, and I think if they get their way, just like the sons and daughters of Sun Tzu, they would prefer to not fight force on force. They would prefer to get their way below the level of threshold armed conflict. In Washington, Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.